Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for you. Podcastica. Now, here's John and Taylor. Thank you, Irving, and hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 104 of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com. We watched The Mysterious Planets, and I don't know why I said it like that, but why not? My name is John, and joining me as always, traveling throughout time and space with me, is my good friend Taylor Taylor. What an intro. I know. That was that was fantastic. I Thank the, you. I love the voice. Um, how are you? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. And by pretty good, I just let's go with a great. Let's upgrade that pretty good to a great. <laughs> doing fantastic over here Excellent. in in San Jose where uh it's 92 degrees and it's raining. Yeah. What is up with this? So I I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. It feels like I'm in New Jersey. Uh, it. I am oddly reminded of our trip to Tennessee earlier this year because it was, at last check, probably about 80 degrees out here and raining and there is thunder and lightning. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good. I'm Goodness. getting thumbs up from the family. We're excited about weather. <laughs> Yay, weather. You know what? My Yay. car was very dirty this morning, and now it's less dirty, so that's always good. Uh, I've got a feeling we're going to get just enough rain to make the cars dirtier, and we're just going to have to deal with it. As long as it's a different color dirt, I think I'm okay with it. Uh, well, you don't have a white car. I do. <laughs> true. Very so- true. John, I'm I'm actually pretty excited because I know last time we recorded, I was like, "Hey, there's some really cool stuff coming up," but I wanna, don't want to say anything now yeah. and jinx it. Um, I can say it now. Um, as of the end of August, uh, the house that we've been renting for almost the past four years, we have now purchased. Yeah, uh, congratulations on air. Thank you very much. It's very cool. Yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty excited. stoked. Um, we, we celebrated by doing the exact same thing that we did the very first day we moved in when we were renting it was get wiener schnitzel for dinner and eat it on the kitchen floor <laughs> because Perfect. we had no furniture moved in at that time. Perfect. Did you guys just move the table away and just eat on um, the floor? No, no, literally we just went into the kitchen and sat down and oh. we ate on the floor. No, I'm saying like this time around. Like... Oh, no, 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 no. We, this time around, we just... Cleaned the kitchen floor, sat down on the kitchen floor, and ate with your <laughs> Perfect. That's and great. We, yeah. And then we've now spent the past two weekends tearing up all the carpet and un, un, unveiling, I don't know, um, unearthing the original 1954 hardwood floors. Oh, man. <sighs> How's that? It looked like a Jeez. task. I remember I saw something where it was like, we're still doing this. Yes. Yes, we we started uh, on Labor Day when it was blisteringly hot, 
And so we only did like a little segment. We we first just wanted to see how bad the damage was back by one of the bathrooms. We knew that that was there. Yeah. Um, and that's stuff we can fix. It's not a big deal. Um, and then last weekend, it's like, all right, well, let's tackle the living room. And rather than move everything out, because who knows where we put it, honestly, we, we did it all in segments and would move stuff around to clear one area, you know, move it back. And uh, it, it was a blast. And, and the floors, frankly, for the most part, are gorgeous. Great. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm suddenly on HGTV or something. <laughs> and then not only that, but we've taken part of where I would normally sit uh, to record with you. And I literally got a bunch of basically freebies because the company my mom worked for got purchased. And so they were getting rid of all their furniture. <laughs> we have a giant desk here now along with cubicle walls. Yes. And I am now sitting here running three screens and talking into a gorgeous uh, <laughs> snowball microphone that you got for me. And I did. thank you, sir. You're welcome. Um, I hope the note found you well. Uh, Indeed. Okay. <laughs> I, because, uh, yeah, we were, you were talking about, um, maybe getting a microphone or me giving you one of the microphones that you had loaned me. And I truthfully cannot find them. So I That's just okay. thought, you know what? Uh, Taylor does a lot for Podcastica and just NOTLG. So here, have a microphone. Uh, it's incredibly appreciated. Um, Amber and Kobe both thought that the War of the Worlds had landed on the desk here. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of wondering if anybody has taken one of these and uh, done the, the uh, Toclophane mod oh, uh, to them and made it look like one of the Toclophane. I don't know. That's a good question. Right? That's a very good question. I don't so, know. Uh, I'm pretty stoked, and I think it sounds awesome. And It does. Uh, hopefully it will just... Uh, Make future episodes that much better. Perfect. So before we get to the mysterious planet, which I have a lot to say about, <laughs> um, we got some who news. Oh, boy, do we ever. Yeah. So um, yeah. the first thing off the bat here is um, a question for me. Indeed. Hey, how was Long Beach Comic Con? How was it? Uh, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. It was... Uh, NOTLG's first time having a booth at a Comic-Con. We shared it with uh, Miss Lauren Bancroft. She was selling yeah. her hoodles. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Talked to a lot of people. Gave away a lot of swag. Mm -hmm. And it was cool. I didn't really talk to people about Doctor Who. Um, people wanted advice about podcasting, and apparently, Ooh, interesting. According to Lauren, I gave good advice, so that's good oh, enough that's for good. me. And yeah, it was it was really cool. Saw a lot of cool costumes, costumes. Saw a lot of cool cosplay. Saw a lot <laughs> of cool costumes in my day. I'm eighty five. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. It was overall fantastic. I think the funniest thing for me was I'm surrounded by all these great artists, all this original art, even like different shirts that I may or may not have. And the one thing I purchased was an Overwatch hat that I could have gotten at any retailer in the world. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't either. I didn't even think about it because I, I wanted that Overwatch hat. I said, I'm going to buy that hat. And then I did, and I went, this is cool. Then I thought about it and went, wait a minute, I could have bought this anywhere. 
Oh, well. Oh, well. That's okay. Yeah. But it was great. Good. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Getting getting that exposure out there. Yes. Um, so can I just say, oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Yes, you can. Um, I'm going to say it one more time. Oh, my God. Um, the the breadth and width and variety and sheer awesomeness of the people who have been announced for Gallifrey One next year is just mind-boggling at this point. In fact, I've, I've actually opened up, because I can do this, I've got multiple screens now, it's awesome. <laughs> um, basically, the first, second, third, and this special, you know, what do you want to call it, third and a half um, uh, guest block announcements. I, I, I've just, I feel like I've got to go through like absolutely the entire list. This is the 29th Gallifrey one coming up in 2018. And when you hear all the people that have been announced so far for it, you would think they would be celebrating the 30th. Yes. I mean, I don't know how they're going to top this, but we are exactly, according to the website, 157 days, 28 minutes, and a handful of seconds away <laughs> from Gallifrey One. Not that we're counting, they are. Um, so we've got Sylvester McCoy, hell yes. Yes. Sophie Aldred, double hell yes. Uh, Camille Cordry, Jackie Tyler, uh, Noel Clark, Mickey, Fraser Hines. Yet again, hopefully I don't end up in an elevator with him. Um, <laughs> I'll never get tired of telling that story. Uh, Terry Malloy, who plays Davros. Um, Lisa Bowerman, who is in Survival and is the uh, voice of Bernice Summerfield in the Big Finish uh, audios. Uh, screenwriter and someone who takes an amazing headshot, apparently, uh, Sarah Dollard. Uh, Doll herself. Uh, apparently Sans... Um, squirrel girl tail <laughs> did you did you see that when she was at comic-con she cosplayed squirrel yes girl. i did see and it that. was an amazing looking costume and she's like i'm not gonna haul this tail all the way back to australia with me who wants it it's free <laughs> and i don't know who wound up with it but i hope they love it um writer jamie matheson writer peter harness director rachel Talele. um Director Lawrence Goff, director Wayne Yip, uh, screenwriter Philip Martin. Um, oh, my God. Um, um, who else have we got? John Davey, who has done a lot of uh, like the Cybermen work uh, and stuff. Um, a number of different comic artists and stuff. So I'm in Frazier, George Mann, Caban Scott, uh, Matt Fitton, friend of the show, Paul Cornell. Yes. Tony Lee, uh, who if... You know, you haven't remembered. Drink some water. Yes. Uh, Chris Jones, <laughs> Richard Dinnick. Um, that's just in the first block. Uh, second block, we've got Wendy Padbury, who played Zoe, um, screenwriter Rona Monroe. Yes. Um, both from Seventh Doctor Era and Season 10. Composer Kef McCulloch, um, who I have to admit um, has done my most guilty pleasure remix of the Doctor Who theme, which is the, the Latin theme. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's kind of laughable, but in a cheesy kind of cute eighties way. Um, oh my gosh. What else? Uh, uh, writer, producer, Derek Ritchie, writer, Rob Shearman. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, John Dorney, Edward Russell, third 
block this this is this is where i really started to kind of lose my mind i feel like every friday they've announced something and i'm like okay i'm just gonna <laughs> listen to doctor who themes as i drive home yeah um stephen wyatt uh who uh wrote paradise towers and the greatest show in the galaxy yeah um miles richard uh richardson excuse me who uh does the voice of cardinal braxiatel uh in in big finish uh andrew cartmel very originator exciting. Of the Cartmel Master Plan, yes. a friend of Mike Solko, and I'm so excited for the chance to meet this guy. Yeah. Um, Jessica Martin, who was Mads. Yes. In Greatest Show in the Galaxy. That's so awesome. I'm yeah. so excited for this. Um, Mike Tucker, who did visual effects both for uh, uh, the, the McCoy era and also uh, a model unit supervisor in um, uh, New Who. Um, so I'm excited for that because I can bring uh, the book that he and Sophie Alvord wrote together and get them both to sign it. Yeah. Uh, composer Mark Ayers, uh, again, McCoy era. Uh, um, screenwriter Phil Ford. Uh, Carrie Henn, who knew? Um, <laughs> the uh, Newt on Aliens, um, which I remember seeing Aliens in the theater at probably far too young an age. Uh, <laughs> but but she's going to be there. And Blowing my mind, Rico Ross, who is the ringmaster yes. in the greatest show in the galaxy. Yes. I am so excited for this. This is crazy. I um, I, am, I can't wait. Yeah, I, I feel like we have to have a greatest show in the galaxy panel. There has to be I, one. I've got a feeling there will be. I've got a feeling we'll have a panel for that. I've got a feeling we'll have a panel for survival. Yes, um at the very least um i really i i mean even at this point i'd love to see dominic lynn come back again because he did some of the music for the mccoy era and we've got kef mccullough and mark ayers at just having him on top of that would be fantastic um but we've also got chase masterson who's coming back it, this one was kind of like a left field like really okay d sadler which i'm sure everybody goes oh yes of course um <laughs> no actually she was flower child in greatest show in the galaxy um she's also done uh some work for big finish um and gosh now now last and now Friday, for your main event and now for your main event are you ready to rumble because um literally blowing the doors off this and and blowing everybody's minds we're talking Pearl Flippin' Mackie, yeah. Matt the Man Lucas, <laughs> and David Bradley. Yes. Just um, and I I feel like when they when Gallifrey One Facebook puts out Are You Ready to Hear Our Headliners yes. in all caps with way too many exclamation points and question marks and an emoji face, you know it had to be big. And it was. Yes. And it was. Oh it totally was <laughs> um you know my my only hope to build on top of that is maybe just maybe we get capaldi i i if they announce capaldi that late in the game that would mm -hmm. be that would be insane and i it, feel like it wouldn't leave them room to top next year for them to top next year they'd have to get david Tennant and or matt smith <laughs> probably yeah and right? that's it just two guests <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this is amazing we're gonna have basically most of the christmas cast i believe 
Pretty much, yeah. Which is great. David Bradley, I mean, also in Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. Yes. So he's got he's got a world to talk. He's got worlds to talk about. And Completely. Yeah, just and I mean, I don't know how many people saw the movie he was in where he portrayed uh, the first Doctor. It was amazing. It was so good. Oh. Absolutely. I remember seeing that around the time of the 50th anniversary special, oh, and it really was well done. It's it was very am- enjoyable. Yes, it was amazing. It was so well done. If you haven't seen that, check that out for sure. But yeah, totally. this is this is insane. And yeah, I'm once again, very glad I got my ticket to Gallifrey. Holy moly. I'm, yeah, I'm starting to go like, you know what? I probably should start looking at airfare. Ah, Yes. Someone's and getting flying. that lined up. Someone's flying. I forgot about that. Uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. I forgot to, you know to tell. Now you, that you've reminded me, I will start looking for L.A. airfare because I feel like Southwest always is doing at least one ways. So, you know, one ways are pretty cheap and then you have to find a way back. But, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know anybody who's driving back up to the Bay Area Sunday evening so I can go to work on Monday. True. I'm but... just saying you can buy the one way now and figure out the other one later. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, honestly, looking at Southwest, I think I could do it for about 215 That That is not bad. It is not bad. It's 99 one way, and I think it's 112 120 back yeah. or something like that. Not bad at all. No. So yes, so, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. I, I'm just excited. It's going to be I great am too. This is this is going to be an insane Gallifrey one, and I'm going to be exhausted and delighted <laughs> at the end of it. Perfect. And we will be covering it as always. Oh yes, we definitely will. Yeah. Um, I'd like I'd like to give a shout out if if you don't mind. Um, I do not mind. Uh, a, a, a listener. Uh, Wes Ong. He's actually got a podcast of his own called the Rolla Life Podcast. It's a car related one for uh you know mid 80s uh corollas you know the initial d crowd um recently shared um uh, actually i think a couple of the guys on that podcast are doctor who fans and and recently shared they enjoyed our our season 10 recap uh, while he was making repairs uh to his uh 80s era toyota forerunner um he actually also went up to san francisco comic-con oh did he a lot of long beach yes and um did the photo op with Capaldi, and he shares that the man smells amazing. <laughs> I bet he does. Come on. So there you go. That's no... Uh, Wes, that's not a surprise. Okay? He, he now, seemed surprised and delighted by it. So, yes, shout out to Wes for sure. Thank you for listening to us and our Season 10 recap. That's great. Yeah. Um, Lauren's friend Prescott went to San Francisco Comic-Con. Okay. And he uh, cosplayed as, obviously, as as Capaldi in the, oh boy, I'm forgetting it, The Magician's Apprentice. Okay, okay. So he had the guitar with him. Yes. So Peter sees the guitar. Oh boy. And apparently, he's like, give me that guitar. Oh God, really? (laughs) Yes. And he plays the guitar. He serenades. I don't know where this happened, but he serenades some people with a song. He takes off the guitar and then proceeds to sign the back of the guitar with a personalized message. Oh, sweet mother of God, I would have lost my mind. We do not deserve Peter Capaldi. No, we do not. That man is legend. He is 
an amazing human being. That's awesome, that is though. Awesome. That is so awesome. I would, Wes, uh, at the podcastica, we'd love to see that picture. Oh, I have seen did the he, picture. Oh, did he add us at it or no? I no, 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 no. It's on Instagram. Oh, okay. I, I will, I will find it. I'll show it to you. Perfect. Um, speaking of the man, the myth, the legend, Peter Capaldi himself, he apparently nitpicked the fact that the Mondasian Cybermen in the season finale were wearing gloves uh, because, you know, they weren't in the 10th planet. Uh, they, they still had their kind of human hands. Um, but unfortunately, he had to be vetoed on that because otherwise it would give away the fact that Cyber Bill was, in fact, Cyber Bill. I mean, all right. That's fair. So I got a, I got a couple of, first of all, as I said, we do not deserve Peter Capaldi um, <laughs> because this is adorable. Yes. And secondly, okay, we could have shot around the gloves until the reveal. I suppose. I mean, I I'd mean, have to go back and look at the episode. And... They could have found a way <laughs> to to do Peter Capaldi's only wish on the show, besides playing Doctor Who, was to hang out with the Monassian Cybermen. <laughs> we couldn't have done him a solid again. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. I love that. That's just like, you know, the entire time he's like, oh, but they're wearing gloves. That's great. Yep. <laughs> not great well, news. Not news? Yes, not news, because surprising no one, and here's a cameo from Memers. Oh, Good memers. evening, Memers. Um, surprising no one, class has most officially been canceled by the BBC. Um, I'm very disappointed. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bummed. You know, it, it certainly seemed like it had potential. I mean, I, I, Taylor, the ending... And, I know. and not the very ending. I'm talking about we had a cult inside of a school that was worshiping the weeping angels. I know. Uh, spoiler to people who haven't seen class. So uh, <laughs> shame on you because it got canceled and you could have had a second season where we had a cult inside a school that worshiped the weeping angels. I have seen some discussion uh, where... Because of the timing of uh, the seasons of Doctor Who, um, people are, are at least theorizing that, you, you know, much like teachers every year, um, you know, you're given a budget. And if you don't use it, you don't get that whole budget the next year. And that this was basically the Doctor <laughs> Who budget for, you know, that calendar year. So they used it to make class. And... Um, all right. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I understand. That I, makes I don't know sense. How TV works. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I don't know how TV works either, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I can understand that, and I can understand why it was canceled. But uh, see my comments from two minutes ago. Yeah, well, because, and they also man. didn't, you know, put it in a great time slot. No. And the yeah. other thing, what was the other thing that was bothersome about it? It didn't. Uh, oh, when they they waited on it for American audiences. Yeah, that was exactly. dumb. What, I don't, it I don't was, understand what that was about. I have no idea. I, I, I think BBC America hoped to, um, you know, back to back it with Doctor Who, and that would give it a boost. Yeah, but I think unfortunately that backfired because anybody who is savvy enough to use a computer can be like, well, I'm not going to wait six months to see it, or I'm not going to wait seven months to see it. I'm going to watch it now. Yeah, and then they didn't watch it when it aired. Fair because uh, we did that. <laughs> mm, yeah, we got a little timey wimey. We did. We just jumped into the future. That's all we did. I swear. Yes. 
Me too. I swear. I swear it. <laughs> but also, they should have just released it when it came out. I don't know. You know, it's well, it's a little. It, it's frustrating. It's yeah. it's frustrating for me just because I think the reveal was so good of where we were going to go. I just hope that who the creator of Class says, "All right, this is what we were going to do." Mm-hmm. That, that would be nice. That would be nice. Or don't tell me that. Make it a comic. Or make it a BBC, nope, that's not what they're called. Make it a Big Finish audio. <laughs> yeah. Do something. I mean, yeah. I I want to know. Hey, I want to know. I wish this guy was at Gallifrey. That would be great. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be great. Just to just to have a panel of like, hey. Hey, <laughs> tell what me. What happened next? Yeah. Hey, tell me the thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, one last bit of Peter Capaldi. Interesting news and alternate universe news <laughs> it yes. was revealed this week that peter capaldi actually auditioned for the role of captain cisco on star trek deep space nine way back in 1992 now i didn't really watch much star trek and i don't think i really watched enough star trek deep space nine to know but i mean captain that would have been yeah, cool that would have been um that would have been definitely great. interesting yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so just strange it's just like it a strange thing it is. and also um anthony head who uh was giles on buffy and also in school reunion he also auditioned oh for the same role interesting yeah very interesting so shall we Mm-hmm. i mean it's only been 40 minutes no it hasn't i'm just it's kidding. been 35 minutes i'm just trying to mess with the people <laughs> no, it hasn't. I'm just looking at how long the Skype call's been. <laughs> so, we watched The Mysterious Planet, starring Colin Baker as the Doctor, Nicola Bryant as John's impression of Barry. <laughs> doctor! <laughs> oh my god. Michael Jaston as the Valyard, and Tony Selby mm-hmm. as, oh my goodness. Sa- Sabalom. Sabalom Glitz. Yeah. Who apparently is a reoccurring character. Yeah. He's in Dragonfire. Yeah. Uh, it was written by Robert Holmes and directed by Nicholas Mallet. It first aired September 6th to September 27th, 1986. And it is the first story of season 23. Now, wow, we're like right in like anniversary of this episode. Yes, we absolutely are. Look at us. I know. How cool is that? We did great. <laughs> so we got some story notes here. We do, yeah. Um, so in this story, the Doctor seems about ready to state his name, all casual like to Perry, but of course is interrupted. Naturally. Naturally. And while listed as a single story, this story and the three others that make up the Trial of the Time Lord are in fact one long story with 14 parts. This makes it the longest Doctor Who story ever, with the second being the Dalek Master Plan, which has 12 parts. Oh, yeah. Yep. Now, I know you and I both kind of marveled at the opening of this episode, but the model of the space station uh, used in that shot was six feet wide. The 45-second-long opening scene of it from the story was the first use of a motion-controlled camera on Doctor Who. It took a week to film, and it cost over 8,000 pounds, making it the most expensive Doctor Who sequence to date. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's amazing. 
Mainly yeah. because my second note, we'll just jump ahead as well. There goes the entire <laughs> BBC FX budget in the I opening scene. saw that. And yep. apparently I was dead on. You were. My goodness. But it was great. I really enjoyed it. They did oh, a great job. It was worth every pound. It totally was. It totally was. No disagreement there. That that scene alone is worth seeing. The rest of the episode, well, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at one point, Glitz and Dibber come to a locked door. Glitz assesses that the only way through the door is to blast through it. He says, five rounds, rapid, ought to do the trick. A uh, most definite reference to one of the Brigadier's most favorite lines from an episode that we've reviewed, The Demons. Yes. I was very... I that, I yeah. just laughed. I, I did too. That. Yeah. That was good stuff. <laughs> good callback. Indeed. So, Taylor, as always, you have a world famous synopsis for us. I do. Well, after 18 months away, the Valyard, the distillation of everything that is dark within the Doctor, forces the Doctor and a jury of Time Lords to watch the opening episode of season 23. Now, if that wasn't evil enough, the Valyard would go on to argue that the Doctor should die because of such a poorly executed way to deliver this season to audiences. Taylor, we got movie sign. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. I just thought of that right now. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. I don't know how that didn't occur to me. So... I just... I. I just want to see the Inquisitor and the Valyard and the Doctor standing there. Some light starts flashing. The Doctor smacks it and goes, ah, we've got movie sign. <laughs> I will say, so let's talk about the theme for a second, because yes. I don't think we've ever reviewed. Is this theme just for this season? This theme was composed by Dominic Lynn specifically for this season. This is the only season in which you will hear this version of the theme. Perfect. Unless you also go and buy his Ravelox remixes, which, you know, uses a lot of this music and samples from right. these episodes. Oh, what a theme. I love this. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's one of my, I think if I, you know, I'll probably go back and listen to all the themes at some point and and rank them but this one's way up there it's very mm -hmm. good i really loved it a lot yeah and you can really i mean throughout all four parts of this story you I mean you can really hear his music and his influences i've also listened to his remixes way too much so i recognized a <laughs> lot of it uh i need to set you up with those files i think yes please do set me up with those files um and ladies and gentlemen don't forget in one week, September 18th, the Happiness Patrol remixes are out. It's five bucks. Yes. Buy it. Support this guy. Yeah, check it out. Well, I, we'll put some links in the Oh, absolutely. In the show notes. So I kind of want to tackle this a little differently than we normally do. Okay. And I want to talk about the story within the story. <laughs> so All right. basically what happened, we'll just set it up. The Doctor, I don't know, he's just flying around, and he just leaves his TARDIS, and now he's in he's in a, a courtroom. And apparently, I didn't know, because, you know, wibbly-wobbly. We already know who the, the Valyard is? Um, or is that just in your synopsis? That was just in my synopsis. Oh, okay, okay. That was just in my synopsis. Now, is Sorry, this the spoilers. No, that's fine. Is this the first time we meet the Valyard? I think so. I'm pretty sure because I, for a moment, I went, oh, wait a second, wasn't he in Legopolis? And I'm like, wait, no, that was the White Guardian. Let's bring up TARDIS Wikia. Let's. First scene in the Mysterious Planet, yes. Okay. So this is the first time we are seeing the Valyard. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. So 
we're in a courtroom. The Valyard's there, and the, and I think the Superior Court theme plays. Yes, dun, dun, dun. yeah, and, <laughs> and the doctor's like, "Now see here, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's my Colin Baker impression. Oh dear, yeah, that's bad. I'm sorry. So we get the story inside the story, which is the Valyard's like, man. This doctor guy, I, I feel like I know him real well, and he's not a good person. We should kill him. And <laughs> he's like, look, I've got some stuff I want to show you. And where's, where is it? Do your impression of a Time Lord watching this in the trial. But it's so funny because I wrote that note, and then the doctor cuts in at one yeah. point and goes, excuse me, why am I watching this? And I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, the doctor is me. Yes, And then he says, can't we just have the edited highlights? And yes. I said, wow, the doctor really is me. So this, uh, <laughs> I believe this this um, entire season is just very self-aware. Uh, uh, it, it is. In fact, I think even at one point, Six was complaining about the pacing. So I, I think he's literally <laughs> part of the show now. He's us. <laughs> he is us. It's the best. I loved the cut-ins on this. Um, yeah. At, at first, I kind of had to warm to them. A little bit um but then it actually kind of started becoming just funny because you know we've, we've got six being smug yes and he's interrupting and he's calling the valyard everything except the valyard yes um the scrap yard uh the graveyard um the boat the, yard yeah the boat yard <laughs> the boat yard got me real good <laughs> and then i'm like okay I'm, I'm starting to enjoy these more and more um yeah, it, it it was very much. It's very kind of meta because they're 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 literally watching the episode, and I'm like, okay, how are they getting these angles? And then they cut back and they talk about, you know, um, the, the the Matrix and and how we, oh we can actually capture the the memories of anybody kind of near a TARDIS, and <laughs> they're basically just making up stuff, being like, we're going to explain away why it looks like you're just watching an episode. <laughs> But you know what I did like about that? There, There is a in part four when mm -hmm. we have, oh boy, I forgot their names. Hold on. Give me a second. What? The two little prissy looking guys who work for Drathro? No, not those guys. We had Glitz and... Um, Dibber. And Dibber. Thank you. And the audio goes strange, which I at first went, oh no, my oh, file. Yes. I thought my file was corrupt. I went, uh-oh. Mm -hmm. And then the doctor's like, hold on a second. And I do like when we go back to the, those two talking, it's from a different angle. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. But also the audio was still scrambled, which I thought was strange. Well, and that actually is part of the larger mystery behind the whole trial I, of the Time Lord. I figured. Thing, Yeah. So I mean, but yes, I, I had that moment too, where I was like, "Oh, oh, it glitched." It. Oh wait, no, that's part of the story. I actually rewound it just to make sure, but nice. and that I it was before the doctor cut in. I was like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't sound right," and I went back. <laughs> I went, "What?" And then he he said, "What?" It was great. It was good. <laughs> so just, literally, you are six. Yeah, apparently I am six. <laughs> oh my goodness! So. Well, so we have the trial, which is great. All the trial stuff, I thoroughly enjoyed i thought it was just it was good banter back and forth mm -hmm. and i mean then we have the other the actual 
story that the Valyard wants everyone to see, which I feel kind of backfires in his face a little bit because a little bit. It just seems. I mean, there's some lines where the doctor's like, "I have to, I have to go save these people, or they're all die." And I feel like that—that's the end of the trial, isn't it? You would think. I mean, obviously, you know, Gallifrey's got their 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 version of the Prime Directive. Yes. You know, we only observe, we don't interfere. Yeah. And and I'm sure that you know the the real strict adherence to that is like, well, it doesn't matter if an entire planet's going to blow up. Because of some sort of like some hippies black light experiment. Um, <laughs> that's all I could think of. It's black light. I'm like, where are the posters? Yes. Where, where are the posters? Where? Where's the mushroom and the, the mushroom. caterpillar on it smoking the hookah? You exactly. Know? Where are those posters? Where is like the doors playing in the background? <laughs> Where's the incense? Right. Um, wow. Sorry. I had to go there. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's funny. <laughs> so. Uh, we observe this story, which we're basic. We're on Earth, basically. Yes. Which so they were talking about the Great Fire mm-hmm. that happened on Earth, and I, if if the planet hadn't exploded in the second episode of Eccleston's run, would have thought that maybe that story or this story took place after that story. Oh, wouldn't that have been interesting? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but then I realized the planet actually did explode. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> you know, just me trying to make everything connect more, whatever. I guess I don't know anything. <laughs> I love... But, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I just, you know, when talking time frame, they, they do mention, because they go down into what looks like um, the, uh, you know, temple run version of fry's electronics over here by where we both work <laughs> um and and they come down the escalator there <laughs> which is actually the marble arch railway station and and they they actually mention how far in the future it's two billion years in the future and i'm like wait 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 two billion years in the future and for some reason the marble arch station sign survives <laughs> yeah right okay sure right. you know we also moved the entire earth two light years away from where it normally should be, ignoring the fact that the nearest star is four light years away. Look, they wasted... Pardon me as I push my glasses. They wasted all of their budget on the open. They couldn't (laughs) waste any more on research. Or costumes, because Dibber and Glitz looked like space paintballers. They they look like a couple characters out of uh, an 80s film called Ice Pirates. (laughs) There's your obscure reference. I feel like this is not the first or last time we will mention that movie. Probably not. I feel like it has been mentioned on this show before. I do love their sideburns, though. And you know what? I may have mentioned it when we reviewed Dragonfire. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, So, oh, man. I'm just trying to... We're exploring the... Yeah, we're exploring the cave, basically. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) I, there's so many Ron Howard Arrested Development moments just throughout this where, do we know if there's any intelligent life around here? Well, I don't know. There was. There's just like, I think there's another one later when they think the immortal is dead. Yes. He's dead. He wasn't. 
Well, I, I do love, I do love, you know, six admonishing Perry. Perry, do be careful, and then like immediately gets captured by the locals. She's gone. He he's gone for about forty seconds. Uh, about that, yes. And then she is just captured immediately. And I mean, we were talking about the Dibber and Glitz's costumes. There are just so yes. many. There's so many costumes happening. There's what did they call them? Were they the I don't think they called them the natives. Did they call them the natives? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, they might have called them the natives, and they basically called themselves the tribe of the free. The tribe of the free, home of the brave, something like that. I don't know. They they had you know the people who were in charge, and then they had people wearing weird masks, like kind of like their 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 grunt workers. I don't know. <laughs> they had these weird masks and then we had yeah. dibber and glitz who had another set of costumes then mm-hmm. we had as i called them the yellow jumpsuit people yes the yellow jumpsuit people and we will basically everybody who would go off on the satellite of love and yes. have movie sign yes they would indeed have movie sign <laughs> and i love that i the doctor is sure that this isn't earth i really like that mm-hmm. but then when he gets captured and that that one guy is like, oh yeah, we have three books. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's he says three. What are they called? Mo by Dick. That was my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. a whale. And then what was the UK habitat of birds or something? Or uh, yeah, basically something about Canadian geese. Yes, Canadian geese. Oh and my I, goodness! Look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump to a little comment that he makes at the end when like the doctor's leaving and he's he's like you know maybe, maybe I'll I'll see about finding these Canadian geese yes. and I was like oh my gosh and and here here his name's Balthazar here's Balthazar forever on a goose chase <laughs> oh my god <laughs> a literal goose chase a literal goose chase wow yep what a mission right. I mean, I'm trying to think of how else to to go. I mean, uh, we I mean, we find out at the end of episode one that the Valyard is very salty and he would he just wants the doctor. He wants them to sentence him to death. I did also love that we get a a reference to the first time the doctor was put on trial. I thought that Mm -hmm. was really cool. And apparently, according to the Valyard, a forced regeneration and forgetting or having the memories of how to operate your TARDIS wasn't good enough. Yeah. And I said, holy moly, this guy is out for blood. And he is. Very much so. Because once again, Doctor, you must die. Yes. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're the bad guy. Of course you want the Doctor dead. So in part two, we we are introduced to the immortal. Yes, and I love his design. Yes, I I very much love the immortal's design. I thought it was very interesting. It almost looks like I there is a comic book character that looks like this, but I can't okay. figure it out exactly. And I think what is his a- actual name? Dathro. Drath. Drathro. Yeah. Now. Did, was it ever explained as to why he has a three on his chest? Did um, I miss that? Yes. It, it's um, you hear Glitz and Dibber, I think, refer to him as an or the L3. Uh, OK. Dra- Drathro's little like tank flashlight bot. Yes. 
um, with with like the hentai tentacles. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like dang, dude. Um, that's an L one. Right. Okay. And that's it, kind of like it, the one that he uses to tool around the city. Yeah. It's, or it's, the castle. Is, it was yeah, kind of like a drone kind of bot of some kind. Um, you know, or a sixth doctor carrying robot. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Now, why there's this um, hierarchy, where the L2s even are, you know, that never seems to come up. I don't think we see a single yeah. L2. No, we don't. Um, and, and L7's not around because they were, uh, all lady rock band in Seattle. So. Nice. What uh, a reference. Hell yeah. Oh my goodness. Taylor. I need to go listen to pretend we're dead now. I'll yeah. be right back. My, wow. What a reference. Thank you. Love it. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. But the design, like he's, he's got a head that's kind of shaped like a cat emoji. I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of put it halfway between a radar tower and like a stylized uh, Spanish sculpture with horns. Yes, I really don't know what to call it. I don't know. Whoever designed this did a very good job. I actually like. For I don't know. I, you just look at it and you're like, I don't know. But I'm. I look at it and I go, this is pretty cool. I enjoy it. Oh, totally. And, and, and they do a great job with the articulation. Yes. Of him too, watching his hands. You know. Uh, and his arms move around when they've got it angled just right. I'm like, wow, they, they really did a good job with him. Yeah, they did. And it did it almost seem like they might have made two costumes? Because I feel like at one point he's moving a lot better than he in like the first couple of parts. He's moving around a lot. His arms mm-hmm. seem more mobile. And then in later parts, his arms kind of seem more action figure-y. <laughs> I don't know. You pull him apart in the middle. He's got one of those big rubber bands like the G.I. Joe's had. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It just it seemed it seemed like there were two different costumes, but I I could be wrong. But either way, love the design. Whoever was working that that costume did a great job. Totally. Um, I laughed very hard with the robot with his suitcase. Where oh, yes. he's like, take me away, and he's, they just there's a random scene of him. Just holding up the all the secrets, I believe, is what yes. it is. And it's yeah, just basically. like, he's like, I'm ready to go. Basically. <laughs> I've packed my underwear. I've packed Let's everything. Go. I don't know if I've overpacked. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And I also enjoyed the, uh, the, the L1 robot that, that tooled around. And can we please talk about the doctors eventually captured by this robot? And yes, it way, just way late in like episode three, I think. I'm trying to find. I have. A, I thought I had a funny note about it, and I can't find it right now. It's <laughs> oh, it's just the robot got the doctor. Just the way that it, that he, <laughs> the doctor said, "Hey, I'm the doctor. I'm the one you want." And the robot just grabbed him. Yeah, like basically. just surprised tentacles. Like, Whoa, hentai bot. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> just grabbed him. Just grabbing him. Yeah, that was a cool. I don't know how they did that effect, but it looks cool. Like the way that the robot lifted him, I thought was really mm-hmm. looked really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I you know let's. I got to jump back into part two because um, we've talked about the tribe of the free a little bit. You know, their their queen oh my Katrika. Goodness. I thought it was paprika. Honestly, <laughs> no, 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 no. That that that's the seasoning. Oh, right. Also, also red. 
Katrika, a redhead, maybe maybe there's a connection. Maybe. Hmm. Really, I'm just trying to make you feel better at this point. You know, that's fine. I, okay. I will any anything to make me feel better is fine. I I thought it was really funny when when they first captured uh, Glitz and Dibber and and Glitz's you know ever the gentleman rogue here. He's like I have an uncanny knack with aging females, and I'm like, okay, so you're you're a cougar hunter, Glitz, <laughs> right? And then in part two, I mean, she literally shouts, "Be silent, fat one." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yes, paprika. Stop fat shaming people. <laughs> this is 1986. Get with the. T- oh wait, never mind. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. But apparently, but apparently, you know, when when they capture Perry, you know, hey, we've captured you, but congratulations, you're getting husbands. Yeah, here are all here are all of your husbands. <laughs> it's like, whoa, hey now. All of your wildest dreams that we had for you are coming true. All these wildest dreams that we had for you. Yes, I like that. Now. I'll- that. All right, Taylor. I think we have to address the the elephant in the room. Oh, let's do it. Or because more so, the Merdine in the room. Yeah. Because oh I gosh. didn't realize who this was until you told me, and then I, as you have said on this show, lost my collective sheezy. <laughs> I do say that a lot, don't I? You do. It's a censored show, kids. I was watch. I watched parts one and two on Friday, and then three and four on Sunday. So as I'm sitting there on Friday, watching part two, and in honestly, kind of mocking, you know, these um, soldier types and their poorly painted helmets. Uh, you know, I really had no idea who this dude with the black helmet was. Is is Murdine? Okay. British actor. Yeah. Britain has actors. Fine. Okay. And I'm, the credits are rolling and I'm just about to exit. And I goes, wait, Tom Chadbon? Murdine is Tom Chadbon? <laughs> Duggan is Murdine? <laughs> Duggan. Oh my God. I had no idea when I picked this, that he was even in this story. That's great. Our patron saint has returned, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Let the peals of bells ring out from the (laughs) towers. I need to go build some towers and find some bells. I'll be right back. All right. Let me know how that that goes. But yeah, this I've was got some uh, that's the best I can do. This was great because he I mean, obviously, yes, he's playing a completely different character, yes. but he's playing a completely different character that we didn't even so much so that we didn't recognize. Granted, he's probably about how much older would he be? Um, about a decade, maybe twelve years, I think, um City of nineteen seventy nine. Oh, okay, so less. I'm sorry, I was putting it back too far. 19 is only about seven years. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But we don't see his hair. That's what it is. His hair's hidden. I honestly don't even know if I'd seen his hair if I would have recognized him. You know why I didn't recognize him, Taylor? Is it because he wasn't punching anyone. That's true. That was kind of a, you know, faint on our parts. We didn't see that. He wasn't smashing things. So I'm like, who is this guy? (laughs) Who is this man? What has he done with our Duggan? (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. And I mean, he's more prominent through, I think, the back half of this the serial. Yeah, he, he's a bit more prominent in parts three and four. Does this mean that in this story we need a Merdine scale? Well, I have a yeah, I do have a nomination for, I guess, the Merdine scale <laughs> as it would be. I do enjoy when the doctor 
uh, goes to hang out with the immortal, as I said. And we have, uh, is it Tandrell and Humker? Um, that works for me. I believe that's how you pronounce their names. But with me, you never know. I, I That is true. I'd settle for Tweedledee and Tweedledum, honestly. I love when they're searching him and just pulling out random stuff. Yes. And then I also thoroughly enjoyed when they pulled out a packet of Jelly Babies. Yeah. That was jelly good. Babies. That was God, good. I some Jelly Babies. I cannot eat more than three Jelly Babies at a time. They that that little like powder, powder stuff. Powder. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I remember I got them for the premiere of season. What season was it? It was with the Impossible Astronaut. Oh, um, eight, seven, six, six? No, seven. No, that might have been no seven. Maybe seven. Was it? Six? I don't know. It was one of those. But uh, oh, update. My sister is. Just started Matt Smith. <laughs> nice. Okay. So she's rolling on through. She's trucking. She's doing a great job. I'm very proud. Don't Excellent. tell her I said that. <laughs> She'll never listen to these classic Who episodes. <laughs> so anyway, I bought them when I was watching that, and I ate an entire packet and was just out of commission for a Ooh. day. Yeah. yeah. Yuck. Anyway. So they search him, they find the Jelly Babies. Those two characters were strange for me because at first they seem very robotic-like. Mm-hmm. And they're just doing what the immortal wants them to do. And then towards the end, obviously, they want to leave. But they kind of turn into like a comedy duo at one point. And I just didn't yeah. understand that. Okay, you caught that too. I can't. Really... I totally did. I, I totally never should have listened to you or something like that. I don't know what it was. It was very strange. Yeah, they they really kind of started kind of sniping at each other um, because, you know, each thought they were more right. I I really I feel like these are just the two kids from the twin dilemma slightly grown up. Oh, God. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's. And then they finally realize, oh, wait a second. We're about to die. Let's do a little bit of self-preservation and get the flip out of here. Let us leave. And (laughs) my there's a line in we're with the. I guess it not the tribesmen. That's what I have written down. The tribesmen. Yeah, I love the I love the introduction of Broken Tooth. Yes, what a name. Yeah, you had no other personality, <laughs> but he had a chipped tooth. You had a chipped tooth, so here we are. Yeah. And I love. There's a line: "Get the guns," and I yes. and I wrote, "Get the guns." They'll solve everything. And my <laughs> sub note to that is: must it has to be Earth now, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, my political commentary or social commentary. Burning social commentary. Yeah, from John Next Pingle. up, chemtrails. Oh my goodness. They're um, everywhere. Yeah, my note at this point is for oh, this attack party is so doomed. They're very doomed because they because feel like they have killed the immortal and they think the immortal is the first robot they've ever seen, which would be yeah. L1. And it releases right. the doctor, and they're all like, let's go. Let's go take over the castle. And I love when the doctor finally comes to, he does a slight Tom Baker impression. Yes, he does. And references Sarah Jane. I absolutely love that. And I need this to be canon that when a doctor is knocked out, he wakes up doing an impression of a past doctor. Oh, my God. That'd be great. That would be amazing. That would be. Uh, And you know what? Speaking of impersonations, because as, you know, 
we know Nicola Bryant herself is British, right? Yes. She's not an American. You know, 12 year old me is shocked, but um, 12 year old me also didn't know any better. <laughs> um, there is a part in episode one where she, even though she's, you know, speaking American, quote unquote, yeah, she uses the Brit- British pronunciation of a particular word. I don't remember what the word is, but I was like, oh, oh, wait a second. Really? I call foul. Yeah. That's funny. I didn't recognize yeah, that. Very early. And it just totally jumped out at me. I was just like, oh, wow. It's like you turned British for two words <laughs> and went back into your your American accent. Um, I have to I have to ask this. And this this I love so much of the dialogue between Glitz and Dibber, just them discussing things. I really, really, truly feel and I, I want to posit this idea out to the world at large that Glitz and Dibber are the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of Doctor Who. <laughs> Their banter was delightful. Completely. And, and there's something actually almost kind of very Shakespearean about how they will just stop and like you know, <laughs> discuss certain things about the world around them. And yeah. then, okay, well, we need to go blow stuff up. And, you know, here's our giant leaf blowers that we're going to attack people with. Wow, I didn't really think about that. that it just kind of uh... popped into my head. I'm like, huh. yeah, these guys are them. Yeah, that well, that is a great comparison. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And at the end of part three, yes, we get what could have been the most ultimate betrayal of all. <laughs> when Duggan, I mean Mirdeen, <laughs> is go. It seemingly appears that he's going to shoot the doctor. Now, usually the um, the end things don't really get me. Because it's 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 kind of you're you're just there and you're like all right well mm-hmm. I mean he's the, he's not gonna he's not gonna shoot a doctor yeah obviously he'll miss or something but this one I went oh man uh, what's gonna happen yeah this was probably the one good cliffhanger in this story yeah and it turns out that Duggan was just shooting someone beyond Duggan mm-hmm. whatever or beyond the doctor. Your name is Duggan. You're on this show. Your name's Duggan. Well, and I love at the beginning of part four how how Murdeen slash Duggan um, you know, talks about how you know Murduggan. Is that like a turducken? Yes. Murduggan. Should, should we be doing this episode around Thanksgiving time? A a Murduggan. Mur, uh, as I completely knock my bottle of water off the table here. This what, is where we're getting to in this episode. So folks. excited. Oh boy! Well, Merdine talked about you know we're we're not supposed to you know live like this and yeah. you know, he knows that the the world isn't burning up there and in my head you know my head cannon for this is he's like no we're meant to go to Paris and punch things <laughs> yeah he just wanted to go to Paris that's it and you know yep. we didn't even really mention the the giant thing in the ground it's a what was it a malfunctioning uh like a black light black light. I mean, we mentioned um, the black light, but the thing it's giving off, uh, it's malfunctioning. So that's why the fire came and destroyed everything. Yes. And the first time around, and they're trying to make sure that doesn't happen the second time around. But at the same time, Drathro needs it to power himself. Yes. Apparently, he runs on black light and patchouli oil. <laughs> and posters. And, and posters, he's got them all back Eric, in his room. That's where they are. Maybe and his he, insides are lined with them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that's a visual. Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> just that's great. His room, he's got like some deep purple playing. Oh my goodness! Now I kind of want just like a ridiculous blacklight Doctor Who poster. Oh my god! I wonder if anybody's made one. Uh, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look for one. That black you look that up light. because because round about this time, I mean, you know, the 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 Doctor makes his way back to Drathro because he's he still needs to disable this black light thing and yeah. he's talking about the importance of life and you know Dra- drathro's got this plan and frankly drathro kind of turns into marvin the paranoid android <laughs> yes he does he totally does no black light poster only <sighs> doctor strange ones okay well that's all well and good but yeah that's not our doctor no it is not <clears throat> but yeah he d- he does he's just kind of he kind of wants to get out of there Mm-hmm. Oh well, we could get out of here. You have black light on your your ship. Well, where to? I loved well, that. That was such a carny move. Oh, completely. Oh, bring and, all and your God, secrets. Yes, God bless Glitz, the smarmy charmer. Yes, you know, being able to. Oh, well, we can. Help. I mean, like he just picks up that baton and runs with it. You know, because here comes this black light explosion, which I think was the laser light show they used to do at the De Anza College Planetarium. Oh, yes, definitely. The black light explosion. Coming up or next, be the Dark Side of, of the first, Moon. Um, you know, psych rock band. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Can we please talk about the immortal just melting yes. Paprika's face? Let's, 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 let's talk about that it. That was disgusting. It was. Because at first I went, oh, man, he's just electrocuting the... Oh, my God, he melted their faces. <laughs> yeah, because he... Jeez. He, he kills uh, Katrika, queen of the really, really dead now. Yes. And what? Uh, broken, broken tooth? tooth? It was broken tooth. I'm it was sure. broken tooth. His tooth really is melted now. It's just melt. He is melted tooth. <laughs> yeah. He has evolved into a higher being. Sure. Melted tooth. And, <laughs> okay, so let's cut back to... The trial stuff, because the trial stuff becomes more prominent in part yes. four. And I feel like if I come across people who don't care for Colin Baker as the doctor, mm-hmm. I would show them these couple of scenes, at least this episode, because he's great when he's when he's bantering with the Valyard, where he's like, he's like, you need to be quiet. And he's like, for telling the truth, never. I just loved mm-hmm. him getting riled up through that. And then you yeah. got the scenes... With the Doctor and the Immortal, where the Immortal doesn't understand that robots need humans, you know, because that's kind of how it works. And those scenes were great, too. I just really enjoyed Colin Baker in these scenes and just throughout. I think I enjoyed it. So, yeah, no, I I completely agree. And and again, you know, I I feel like I tend to pick Colin Baker stories because I've always had this. You know, oh, these were such crap years. And, yeah. You know, the stories weren't good and the acting wasn't great. And, you know, if I stick with that in my mind, I don't come back and revisit them as, a, you know, an older, more mature right. viewer. Yeah. And and so I'm forcing myself to do that. And, and I totally see it. You know, I, I mean, I get it still wasn't the greatest era. Right. For Doctor Who. But there is some really good stuff in there. If, you know, you just go, look, I'm just I'm going to watch this. I'm going to have this as an experience. And, you know, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, oh, doctor. And which <laughs> you do much better than I do. And, and and and, you know, smug doctor being smug. 
Yes. You know, uh, so much so. Um, but there are some really great lines. And, and the examples you gave are two of the best, I would say, in this entire story. Oh, uh, yeah, I completely agree. And, uh, I mean, a spo- spoiler, uh, we might be seeing a little more of these in the future. <laughs> I was really surprised to see that. But, but okay, we'll get there. And I, this is where we get the the audio's all screwed up. Mm-hmm. Car, and then uh, something we need to talk about. What's that? Taylor, what the hell is this food place they're in? There's lasers and fans and there's oh, and there's gak. Yes, this uh... that almost took me compl- like completely out of this story, which I mean it's it's an all right story. I enjoy the mythos that we are on earth and that, you know, I enjoy the immortal and all that stuff. But man, as soon I went, oh, man, they're going to be killed by fans. Why, what's happening with these lasers? They're not affecting anyone. Like, yeah. They're literally yeah. over them, and nothing's yeah. happening. Do you remember how much they spent on that opening shot? <laughs> yes, I do. That's the only answer I really have. I just, I had, I was so confused. It, it really, it's, it is, I, I don't even know that I can say that I know what they were aiming for with this i think they were just like look we need to throw in some general peril yeah i guess here's here's some peril let's have them blow up a wall and there they go i, I mean sure i that's yeah. i mean i i agree i think that's, that's the best best i got and that's that's probably that's gonna be good enough i think, I think it's <laughs> and robot gets a suitcase you know he he tries to leave uh, I does... really wish he had a fedora. Oh my goodness! Well, kiss the kids goodnight for me. I have to go. <laughs> We're off on the road to Andromeda. <laughs> and the doctor, doctor, <laughs> he explodes everything. Does this count as a um, a Doug and Smash moment? Um, because that's the only nomination I had. I well, because he didn't really this... smash anything. It's no, more like he exploded. Did, did he everything. set off? Did he set it off? I feel like he did, and he ran away and like jumped out the door, and it exploded. All right, I'll give it to you. Excellent. But well, 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 I'd give it a, I'd give it a solid because we're not sure about it. I'll give it a, a five. All right, in the middle. I, I I will meet you in the five. I I'll I'll give it a five and a half only because I'm so excited that Duggan is in this episode yes fair and i i mean we did talk about the lasers in the food shoot and how those were i don't even know what those were but very (laughs) cool effects on the death of the immortal who as his little room explodes he also dies Mm -hmm. along with it his secrets i would assume unless they pick them up i don't know those sweet sweet secrets (laughs) <laughs> sweet sweet secrets indeed his his fuller brush uh samples yes, yes. um do you going back to this glitched audio this 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 removed audio do you have like a prediction a guess as to what it is they're talking about no i have no idea and i haven't really gone beyond trying to i didn't really look it up either because i don't want to ruin anything Sure, sure. And and I honestly, I haven't either. When I go for story notes, I really don't read the synopsis. Right. Um, at all. Um, so I do not know. No, I don't okay. even have a guess. Okay. So I, yeah. Yeah. 
keep running. I don't I don't have a good guess either, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold off for now. So breaking breaking news. My sister has did just did did my sister has just texted me in all caps. Is oh this boy. is this why you like Jammy Dodgers? Ah, and my sister, Dodgers. yes, it is. It's very much why I like Jammy Dodgers. Excellent. So that means she must be on the Dalek episode. Yes. So she's yes. at least three episodes in. Wow. She's just nailing it. I love it. It's great. Kids must have gone to bed early tonight. Maybe. Well, Eden's bedtime is seven o'clock. Elias, yeah. he's all over the place. He's a small baby. <sighs> Yeah, they he's do a, that. He is a tiny baby. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> back to this thing. Um, I really love because I mean, throughout everything I've seen with this doctor and Perry, he kind of gives her a hard time a lot, and he yes. starts to give her a hard time at the end of this. And she says, "You need to cool it." And he says, "All right." And I really liked that. I don't know why. You- it's just. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because one of the things that I did see when I was doing research for this episode is because there was this 18-month gap between, you know, Revelation of the Daleks and that season and this season, Yeah, um, Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant went, well, I feel like we've got to have the Doctor and Perry interact a little differently because I figure they've been spending oh. all this time together. Okay, And so they... They played the doctor companion relationship um, a little different, as though you know <laughs> they weren't just on hiatus. Yes, that they, they were actually traveling. Well, good during that time. So that was a nice thing that you noticed there. Yes, that's great. I really like that a lot. That's really cool. I di- and I didn't. That's that's good to know. So mm-hmm. we we're back. You know, this the the main story is over, or the sub story, depending on how you're looking yeah. at the over arcing story of the season mm-hmm. and we're back in the trial and the valyard <laughs> i don't even <laughs> i just know we got a zoom in ending the ending was yep. great i really liked it because the valyard's like we ain't done here i got some more stuff to show you and right. then at the end of this trial all the time lords are gonna want you dead and this is zoom in on the doctor mm-hmm. and the, it ended and I actually wrote a note after it ended, and this is my note. I quote, all right, fine. Let's do the damn thing. <laughs> so apparently, for me at least, I enjoyed the trial stuff enough and the banter between the Valyard and the Doctor, and I also enjoy the new Perry-Doctor dynamic that I am interested enough that we will continue the trial of a time lord. I I am shocked and know not what to say. Well, that's fine. Well, what did you think of this episode or these episodes? I, you know, I I I'm impressed that I didn't need alcohol to get through it. <laughs> um, because we you know we always talked about let, let's let's do the trial of time lord. We're gonna need drinks, right? Um, and uh, no, I. I liked it. It it grew on me. I I think I started watching it with those those memories that I have of seeing it when I was younger and being like, "What the heck is this?" And <laughs> you know, once I just got past the fact that you know, basically we're watching a story about watching an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. And I just said, "Okay, this is the crazy train we're going to be riding. I've got my ticket." 
I'm 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 seated. There's no belts. I'm gonna hope for the best. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm in for the ride. I did not expect you to be like, all right, let's continue it, and you know, maybe we'd come back to it someday. Um, but now I've got here a we are. That here we are. You know, in two weeks we're gonna be halfway through it, and we might just have to just see our way through it. I think I don't I don't think it's At a bad time. idea. Well, yeah, we got the time, Taylor. <laughs> we do. We've got a few months. Still, Why not? So let's do it. Let's watch eighteen episodes. Let's let's just check a season off. Yeah, you know what? This, this does mean that we are actually season twenty three will be the first season that we have watched all of, even though we only have one story left of season twenty five. Yes. So that's all right. That is a okay. So <laughs> so yes. Next time we will be mi- watching Mind Warp, which is a great title. I think we're going to have our minds warped. Probably. From the yep. stills I saw, I don't know what is happening, but <laughs> oh, God. here we are. Uh, it stars Colin Baker as the Doctor. Nicola Bryan as Perry. It was written by Philip Martin and directed by Ron Jones, which is the nice. most American name I think I've seen in Doctor Who. Pretty much. And those are probably nice, easy names for you to pronounce. I love it. <laughs> I love every second of it. So... Do you have anything else? Do we got anything else that we want to want to talk about? Oh here? my gosh, no! I'm so much to have talked about this episode. I'm amazed we got through it all. Yeah, and uh, I think we did a good job. Just to pat ourselves I on the back, we did. I think we did a great job. Let us know what you thought. Indeed, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, just search the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Give us the old five-star review. That would be great. And you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. And head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. And uh, why don't you check out one of our Podcastica shirts? It's got me and Taylor on it. We're all animated. We're traveling through time and space. It's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) become a patreon patreon.com slash n-o-t-l-g you know just uh we like making this show you should uh i don't know throw us a dollar why not it's just a dollar yeah we need that dollar i i don't know please (laughs) please sure why not (laughs) uh shout out to the y-axis yeah we are getting punchy uh shout out to the y-axis they do our music They've always been great to us, so let's be great to them. Check them out on Twitter, at The Y-Axis. Like their Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Y-Axis. And check out The Y-Axis.bandcamp.com. Buy some of their music. Or they're also on Spotify. Just uh, play their album on repeat for 27 hours. And they will probably get $3. I'm not sure how Spotify works, people. So... Join us again next time as we venture down this trial and we watch Mind Warp and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Weather on the hour, every hour, Ed. (laughs) I don't know. The Weather Channel. Whether you like it or not. Currently raining fire on Gallifrey. Uh. Oh, if the rest of his presentation is as riveting as the first little epic, wake me when it's finished. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.